Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I grew up in a very religious household, so we did not discuss the paranormal other than we don't believe in ghosts. They don't exist. When I was in the second grade, my grandparents moved to Redlands, California, and they had this beautiful house with gorgeous rose gardens and this horse pasture, but on the side of their house, there was a cemetery, very serene, but very frightening. I was a horse nut at the time. I want to look at the horses. I don't want to see this dreary cemetery. I would just sort of cover my eyes so that I could see only the horses and not the cemetery. When my sister and I would go there, it was just the two of us. There was no one on the block to really play with. My sister, she was four or five. I was seven. And so we would just play with each other and we would roughhouse. And, you know, sometimes I would pin her down and shake my hair in her face and, and make her laugh or... You know, we would just take turns wrestling and beating each other with pillows. And, you know, we were just little, little kids having fun. My grandma was a former school teacher and, you know, there was no such thing as just sitting around watching television. So she takes us on a walk through this cemetery and I am freaking out. It's about 10 in the morning. It was kind of shadowy and very serene and it was a beautiful area, if it had just been a park, I would have loved to have stayed there all day. There were squirrels, you know, butterflies, and all these freaky tombstones. And I'm looking at the tombstones, and I was struck by just the wording on some of them. Loving wife and mother, rest in peace, Bible verse, and then the dates. We came to a series of just very simple plaques. They weren't tombstones that stuck out of the ground. They literally just laid on the ground over the graves. And reading the dates, I noticed, oh, these are kids. They're all under the age of 10. That bothered me. That really upset me as a kid because I was seven at the time and that that freaked me out to no end because it didn't occur to me that children died. I thought everybody just died when they were old. That's just how it was. We finish our nature walk. We go back to the house. The night continues. My sister and I are in our room. And it's time to go to bed. 
we had our own little room in my grandparents' house. So I'm laying in my twin bed with my sister in another twin bed right next to me. And I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep. I can't go to sleep. And I'm just laying in my bed thinking, kids die. I just couldn't get that out of my mind. And all of a sudden, the temperature of the room dropped considerably. I see this girl right in front of my bed. She's wearing like a dark, old-timey, sacky-looking dress. And she's holding this rag doll by the neck. And I was shivering and just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I am terrified. I'm so terrified. I can't move. I can't moan. I can't do anything. I just can't believe what I'm seeing. All I could do was just shut my eyes really tight and pull the covers up over my head thinking, if I stay under the covers, she can't touch me. But all of a sudden, I feel a pressure on my legs. I peek out. And she's sitting on my shins. I shut my eyes again. I can't believe this is happening. Please go away. Please go away. Then I feel pressure pushing my arms into my body. I open my eyes again. And she's on top of me. This girl is on top of me, hitting my arms down. And her face is maybe this far away. A foot from my face, I couldn't scream. I was too terrified. When I finally felt the weight come off me, I thought, I'm going to open my eyes a little bit and see if she's still here. She's sitting on the edge of the bed next to me. And she's just sitting like she's waiting for something. The doll was right next to her, and I could see it was just a very simple homemade doll. A few strings of yarn for hair. Very simple dress with this horseshoe-shaped thing on her pinafore. And I remember thinking, all right, the horseshoe, I get it. She likes horses. I like horses. Oh, we both like the same thing. And this little girl turns to look at me. I see that this girl doesn't have a face. It's just like this weird vapor. She turned and looked at me. And then she just left. She walked out. I was drenched in sweat, but it wasn't cold anymore. Like the temperature just went to normal. I wasn't shivering. I was too scared to get up and leave the room. And I thought if I just stay where I'm at and not move, 
that will be safer than me trying to make a break for it. The next morning, I get out of bed. I go into the kitchen in my pajamas. I told my grandma, I said, Grandma, there was a, a girl who came in my room last night. What? Mm-mm. That didn't happen. It did happen. I saw this thing. It sat on me. I felt it. It was scary, and it was so emotional. I didn't want to be told again that, no, it didn't happen. I know what a nightmare is. I saw a ghost. No one would talk to me about it. What do you do when no one believes you? That day, we walked through the cemetery again. I didn't even want to look at the tombstones. For some reason, I honed in on this sad little tombstone. It just drew me to it. And the name Ursula, 1917 to 1924, seven years old, she's exactly my age. And her name is Ursula, which is a weird name. Mulling it over in my brain, just making myself crazy and thinking about this doll and this horseshoe on her pinafore. What else does a horseshoe look like? It looks like the letter U. U, Ursula. Oh, this little spirit followed me to my grandparents' house? Maybe she didn't realize she was dead and just wanted someone to play with. It always bothered me that I could see very clearly her entire body except for her face. So what happened to her? How did she die? Was she shot with a gun and her face blown off? I have no idea. I know that sometimes when people die in really tragic ways, maybe that was the case with Ursula. Maybe she wanted to tell me something about how she died. I hope she uh, found some peace. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, May 29th, 2023, episode 296. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I'm always glad to be back in the hot seat. As far as announcements are concerned, I hope everyone over here in the States is having a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. And remember, don't drink and drive. And uh, as far as the weather's concerned, we're going to be in the 90s this week. No humidity, so that's good. But yeah, it looks like summer weather is finally here. And there will not be a new Terry's Mysterious Moments for this Wednesday. He's just merely taking the week off and he'll be back next week. As for that, that's it. Yeah, pretty boring. 
yeah, everything's running smoothly over here at the network. I'm still waiting for something to hit the fan. It's a little bit too quiet. I'm a little leery. <laughs> but we're going to do more listener stories. You know what that means. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. Two. The story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fans are going nice and cool in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and don't forget to go to the freezer and get yourself a popsicle. It is stocked full. Eat away. And as you guys are doing that, I'm just going to get behind my desk here. Okay. And I print it off for its packet. Let's see what story she picked out. Hmm. Well, looks like we got uh, two short ones and a medium one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. Let's get this show on the road. The first one. This one is by Lucy Sue, and it's titled Pub Girl. Okay, Lucy Sue, let's see what you got, man. Firstly, I'd like to say this story has been told to me by my dad. Before my dad was married, he worked as a builder and one day was asked to do some plumbing work in a pub. My dad was down in the cellar looking at some pipes when he heard little footsteps and movements. My father called out and asked if anyone was there. No one answered, so he presumed it was his imagination and resumed his work. Minutes passed, and he heard a little girl's giggle. <laughs> my father asked her to come out from where she was hiding. After no appearance, my father started searching for her as he was concerned for his safety playing down there with heavy crates about in the dark. As he turned around, he saw a little girl in pink PJs with long brown hair. He asked her to go upstairs and play. Still, she just stood there. As he moved closer, he noticed the little girl's face looked terribly burned on one side and her hair looked short on the front part of her head. My father stopped in his tracks and looked at the little girl. He said she just giggled and disappeared before his eyes. My father bolted upstairs and told the owner what had happened. The owner told him her name was Cindy, and she had died in an accident falling into the coal fire ten years ago. The previous owners had left, but Cindy still appears now and then, probably looking for company or to cause mischief. My father often wondered if Cindy had finally moved on. Thank you for your time. And that's from Lucy Sue. Lucy Sue, thank you very much for sharing. Great story, loved it. Yeah, I like stories like this where um, you see something, and in this case, you talk to the owner of the pub, and he told you the story. He's uh, obviously seen them too, or seen her too. Yeah, great story. Thank you. And what's next? What do we got? This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. 
Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Codependence. What's up, guys? I'm Sierra Miller, and I want you to join me and my sister, Maya Allen, every week for the inside scoop into our sisterhood. You will be getting front row access to the good, the bad, the ugly, and the pretty. So come let your guard down with your fellow codependents as we laugh and of course cry our way through this crazy world. See you every Wednesday. This one is by Skeletons and it's titled The Dub. Okay, Skeletons. Let's see what you got, man. When I started, my supervisors told me about the building apparently being haunted by a ghost. I thought, I'm the newbie and they're just messing with me. I am now a supervisor and have a key to close up and open the dub. That's short for A&W. During the summertime, I was closing up with another co-worker and we were a bit behind. Her ride was in the parking lot waiting. So I told her to go home and it was fine for me to finish up doing the last minute things, like mopping and taking out the garbage. When I was mopping the kitchen, I heard something drop upstairs in our stock room where we keep things like cups and bags. I thought she was still in the building, so I yelled up the staircase to ask her to bring more bags down for me. But I got no answer, which got me a bit spooked. But... I always doubt before jumping to conclusions. I finished my clothes and started to do my last walkthrough and turn off the lights. But then I heard very loud and fast steps coming down the staircase like as if someone running down them. It actually made me jump and drop my phone. I took a look around the corner up the staircase and called out to see who was up there, but no verbal answer. At this point, I was annoyed and stomped up the staircase thinking someone is pranking me. When I got up to the top of the stairs, I tried to open the door, but it was already locked. Then I finally remembered I locked it already about 20 minutes before behind me with my coworker. So no one should be up in there. At that point, I felt my stomach drop and got out of there as fast as I could. Now I don't close alone and once in a while I catch a glimpse of a moving shadow in the corner of my eye in the stock room and back area. I don't know if it's my imagination, but still, a bit creeped out by it all. I love RPA. And that's by Skeletons. Skeletons. Thank you very much for sharing. Great story. Yeah, I would have thought the same thing too, you know, when you're the new guy, everyone kind of screws with you. Yeah, interesting stuff. Thank you very much for sharing. All right, what's next? What do we got? This one is by Smitty, and it's titled Kitchen Sink. Okay, Smitty, let's see what you got, man. So, I wanted to share this experience from when I was around seven years old. It's not a very eventful story, but it is still my experience. I used to be friends with this girl. We're going to call her Kristen, just for the sake of privacy. 
Kristen and I were about the same age at this point years ago, and we lived only about two blocks from each other. We would hang out at each other's houses during the weekend, often alternating houses every other weekend. Well, this one day I was over at Christian's house, playing, of course, like normal seven-year-old girls do. And on this day, Christian's family was expecting some company from New Mexico, where her family was from. Of course, little awkward seven-year-old me stayed inside once their family did actually arrive. Uh, Take note that I was, in fact, the only person in their house at this time. I was sitting on an ottoman that was out in their living room close by their front door. I heard a familiar sound coming from in their kitchen. It sounded as if their sink had mysteriously turned on while no one, except for me, were inside the house. Of course, I was in fact very curious, much like any other child would be. I stood up and made my way to the threshold of their kitchen. I peered into the room, and my eyes and ears were automatically drawn to their kitchen sink. The sink was mysteriously turned on. No, I wasn't imagining this sight. I still remember this day as if it was yesterday. The sink ran for another good ten seconds, and right in front of my eyes, the handles turned, which then shut off the faucet, much like somebody was standing there and just turned off the sink like it was a normal thing. Except, no one was there. I immediately rushed outside to tell Christian what I had just witnessed in their kitchen. And she had explained to me that it was just their ghost. Christian said this as if it was just a normal thing, and then continued to explain to me that herself and her mom had witnessed things such as this event that I had witnessed. Her mom, much of the time, would stay up later at night while her daughter, Christian, and her son were in bed asleep. At night, she could hear footsteps going up and down their stairs all night. Her mom had suspected the spirit was a child based on how the footsteps were very childlike. Now, I for sure know that this event could not be scientifically explained, based on how the handles of the sink physically turned the faucet off. This was one of the first paranormal experiences that I had encountered, and it certainly was a memorable one. Christian and her family do not live at this house anymore, but the house still stands. And as far as I know, quite a few families have lived there since she has since moved out. Whether the amount of tenants that have moved in and out of the house over the years been connected to paranormal events taking place in the house. I'm not so sure. Although, I would be very much interested to know the history of this house, and whether there were any deaths that occurred on or near the property or house. Uh, Thank you very much for reading. And that's from Smitty. Smitty, great story, loved it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, another another, uh, great story where, you know, you experienced something, and in this case... The family already knows about it. And yeah, you know, it's a curious thing. I I read a lot of stories like this where the family just, uh, they don't, it doesn't bother them. You know, it's just noise and, uh, you know, it does little little things around the house and they just live with it. And I hear uh, sometimes uh, families that live in a haunted house, they're actually, uh, they like it. It's kind of like a novelty, <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, Smitty. Thank you very much for sharing. And that is it, guys. I know, a little short, but we'll see what uh, Britt has for us uh, next week. And as always, we're flattered that you come here to the network, and hopefully you're finding something you like. And don't forget, this Friday, as always, a double feature of entertaining short films. I do try to keep it, uh, the films, uh, paranormal or horror, but, uh, you know, if I see something that I really like, I'll put it up there. You know, I like the weird and strange, kind of like Twilighty type of movies, but also, you know, I got comedy and drama on there too. But yeah, you know, the majority is going to be ghost stories, paranormal based, horror. So I hope you're enjoying them. And if you're at work and you're on one of the major platforms, we're on 33 plus platforms such as Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So if you get tired of listening to your music, just do a search for us and listen to some ghost stories while you work. And with that, I am calling it. This show's been produced by myself and Bert Hansel, so made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you guys. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.